the pandemic, social unrest, the state, and the White House. You are listening to The John DePietro Show. It's John DePietro on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Folks, you can always listen online at the website, dipietro.com. Well, it is Wednesday. It's a nice sunny Wednesday. Why not take a ride on this sunny Wednesday on April 7th and take a, see our friends at PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. They're open. Rhode Island's Dunwood Garden Center is open for the season. Located 3688 Quaker Lane in North Kingstown. It's PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. It's Steve and Debbie and Junior and Byron. Pop in and see them. They have a beautiful selection, folks, of tulips, hyacinthias, daffodils, hydrangeas. Beautiful colors, by the way. Blue, white, and pink they also have pansy flats and pansy bags and hangers and bowls. They also carry, at PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center, they carry an assortment of screen loom, black, brown, hemlock, crushed stone. Uh, look for them on Facebook. It's PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. Rhode Island's number one garden center is open for the season. Stop in and see them. Again, take a ride today on this nice sunny Thursday to PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. Well, I want to thank those that came out. There was a rally yesterday for those that want to ensure voting. And there has to be. Providence Journal has a story on a new push to expand early voting meets GOP pushback. And there should be voting rights advocates been pushing for ways to make it easier to vote in Rhode Island. Uh, but instead now, they're lobbying to expand early voting. How about this? They want to move the state primary from September to August and do away with the law requiring witness signatures to vote by mail. So they have a 36-page bill, of course, supported by Secretary of State Nellie Gorbia, who completely hides the state voting list. But on top of that, what really stands out to me, and I want to thank, I'm so glad House Minority Leader Blake Filippi spoke out yesterday. A number of people did. But, folks, one of the things that they want to put in Rhode Island is, how about this, create a permanent absentee voter list. Have you ever heard anything like this? An, a permanent absentee voter list. So, in other words, you're going to have people who will never vote in person. Wrong. That shouldn't be allowed. How is that possible? How does someone know that they're not going to be able to vote in person? Permanent absentee voter list. I'm against this. This is a recipe for fraud. This is a way you can't tell who it is listen election day is important voting is important if it's that important then you should show up the day of i don't i am against all this early voting fine make it a national holiday or maybe make it two days two full days of voting but th this business of you request mail ballots electronically and now the, a permanent absentee voter list these are people that are gaming the system this is an opportunity for campaigns for full-scale fraud and common cause you know the common cause they don't they don't even investigate voter fraud they don't say anything about that the the state voting list is completely bloated with hundreds of thousands of extra names who listing right now we have a problem other states are tightening up their voting restrictions why to make sure they have fair safe accurate elections what's the point of asking people to vote if it's a rigged game who wants to be part of something like that the answer is no one i've never heard of anything like that a permanent absentee voter list this is someone saying i'm never going to be available to vote who who's that busy who are these people i will never be available to permanent apps i am forever for the rest of my life i'll be a permanent absentee voter and i don't want anyone to contact me and i'm not showing any identification i want to be left alone just send me my ballot that, that, that is ludicrous permanent absentee voter list the only reason you shouldn't vote is if there's some kind of a doctor's note or you're going to be out of town they should go back to that you know i would rather have let me be very clear i would rather have less people vote less votes but an accurate vote compared to what we just saw last november which was a state record 520,000 votes the previous record was 475,000 in 2008 with president obama 520,000 in a pandemic but how many people listing right now you received an unsolicited mail ballot application 
that was then sent in by so many different people and then ballots went out and then they just keep creating a larger and louder larger voting list the population's decreasing not increasing then why are all these extra names showing up on the voting list something needs to be done that people need to fight this uh this should not be a partisan issue but they're trying to drive a partisan issue all right we have a lot more head right here on the john DePietro show mega truck and trailer repair call them today commercial trailers diesel equipment serving rhode island and massachusetts 508-336-2110 508-336-2110 for mega 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 truck and trailer repair as i said commercial trailers diesel equipment free estimates fhwa inspections and rhode island state inspection station trailer pickup and delivery 24-hour mobile service serving rhode island and massachusetts it's mega truck and trailer repair call them today 508-336-2110 24-hour mobile service and also abs repairs brakes doors listen if it's on a trailer mega truck and trailer repair they can repair it call them today 508-336-2110 508-336-2110 it's mega truck and trailer repair have you been thinking about updating your website do you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business would you like a free consultation from a local digital marketing professional who has been doing this work for 23 years contact karen etchels at innovast digital marketing karen will help you better position your brand on the web to engage visitors and get results she's local and responsive Call Karen Etchells at 401-321-2799. That's 401-321-2799. Or find Karen on the web at www.innovast.com. It's spring and time to call J. Cannell Engineering today at 401-351-7600. J. Cannell Engineering, licensed in Rhode Island and Massachusetts. You know, pretty soon it'll be warm, it'll be hot. Why not have central air for your home? Call J. Cannell Engineering today, 401-351-7600. Remember, with JKL, estimates are free. Financing is available, both residential and commercial. In the wintertime, JKL, they can reduce your oil bill by as much as 90%. It's going to be a hot summer. Call JKL Engineering today. Be nice and cool in your home this summer. Call JKL 401-351-7600. For 54 years, JKL's reputation, second to none, especially for technical expertise and customer satisfaction. JKL they do it right. They do it right the first time. They're an approved National Grid VPI installer. JKL is also a Navian certified factory dealer called JKL for a system replacement, oil to gas, or for a heat pump. Estimates are free. Financing is available, both residential and commercial. Call JKL Engineering today for, light, for Rhode Island and Massachusetts, 401 351 7600, 401 351 7600. It's JKL Engineering. Folks, you're listening to the John DePietro Show weekdays. We start at 11. We go until 2 a.m. 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, DePietro.com. Joining me, and I want to congratulate him, and folks, this is very significant. No small feat. No longer writer for the Boston Globe. Announcing it today, he is now, whoa, columnist for the Boston Globe. It's Dan McGowan. Dan, good. well, congratulations, Dan McGowan. Thank you very much, John. I really, I really appreciate it. And, and uh, thank you for literally over the last decade, you have always been very good to me, always allow me to kind of promote myself. And, and, uh, and so you've, you've been a very good friend and, uh, and certainly very helpful. Uh, so, so thank you for that. And thank you, uh, you know, hopefully we'll be able to kind of continue being able to do this every week and kind of go about things, um, you know, in a relatively normal uh, way that the, the exception to the one difference is I feel like I have a little bit more freedom to kind of tell people what I what I think is going on in a in a, in a very straight opposed to kind of the sort of traditional news reporting way which is you know you kind of have to take everybody's side and everybody's word for it I can I can kind of cut through that a little bit more uh, than I have in the past and so I'm really excited to be able to take that on I love it now do you have a set are there set days that your column is going to run in the globe or is it free floating no, right now no. no right now floating and the, the thought process behind it is is that 
write as much, uh, and I tend to, I like to be somewhat prolific, so I can write as much as I want or as little as I want. And I think, you know, there are weeks where, uh, certainly I'm sure in summer as things get slower, you know, you're, you're going to be kind of struggling to look for interesting kind of topics to write about. But, you know, when you have, you know, if I this two months ago or a month and a half ago, you know, I probably would have been writing about Gina Raimondo and Dan McKee every single day. So is is that you know my the, the my editor the editor of the globe brian mcgrory basically said you know like have at it do whatever you want with this he's the one wow. that's editing me directly Great. uh and and so yeah we're gonna we're gonna be as try to be as prolific as ever uh although i'm sure i will burn out relatively quickly too <laughs> i don't think so folks and you should know i mean as someone that follows that dan is a news breaking machine he's got solid sources always seems to be a day ahead of the all the competition uh, on stories. And I look forward to this. This is a new chapter because now you can also use, you get so much information, but then eh, maybe it doesn't work into a story or it comes off as opinion. Now you can use that opinion. So I think this is going to be very exciting. Starting off with, let's talk about it. And I like to, I like to talk about people where, where it's in their strike zone and what their bread and butter is and something we both have huge interests in. And that is the Providence school the teachers contract and uh, governor mckee and dan mcgowan you you lay it out beautifully in your first column today yeah you know the, I, the thought process too was uh you know try make sure that i i don't sort of jump out of my you know normal kind of comfort place you know I, at least early on i want to make sure people know that i uh you know i want to have some something of an authoritative take on things and so what we did out of the, right, right out of the gate this morning is right uh, you know, a, a call about how this Providence takeover is going. And my, my look at this is, you know, the way I compare it is I think Governor McKee right now uh, is being treated a little bit like a substitute teacher by, by both the Rhode Island Department of Education and the Providence Teachers Union. What I mean by that is, John, you and I were, were in school not that long ago, and you always know when you have a substitute teacher in the class, yes. you can kind of, you push the boundaries, right? You can, you know, you can be a little goofier, you can get away with a little bit more. And I think happened over the last couple of weeks, especially as you and I talked about last week, uh, you know, with the, with the teachers calling for an end to the takeover, you know, with the commissioner kind of firing back with, you know, uh, sort of uh, slightly petty, probably responses. I think what you're seeing is there's nobody to rein either side in. And we should be clear, the truth is that, that this, uh, you know, this disagreement, this spat between the two sides, right, it, it's long, it's gone on long before Governor McKee took office. The difference is, is that Gina Raimondo had, I think, uh, a pretty firm uh, kind of control over the broader issue, right? She had her own people in the room negotiating. She you know, had the ability to pick up a phone and call everybody and say, hey, you know, to, to use her expression, knock it off a little bit. Um, yep. I think I think Governor McKee, you know, early on, he's kind of figuring out where he stands, but he, he's really trying to figure this all out. Because remember, while he's a reformer uh, and, and has always been that way, very pro-charter school, you know, this is not an issue that he ever needed to think about in, a, in any way beyond – well, what's obvious to me? Obviously, the Providence schools are are struggling. Sure, any sort of change is, is a good thing. But now he has to think about the politics. He's got a Democratic primary winner next year. He has to think about, you know, what what just teacher morale looks like in, in general, right? If, if the Providence teachers are mad, suddenly you're going to start to see, you know, rallies with teachers from all over the state who are mad. So uh, oh, there's, yeah. there's a lot of, you know, um, just other things that I think the governor has to consider. But my take in, in, in my first was he's really got to, he's got to step in here. He's got to intervene because he needs to show these two sides kind of that he's in charge and that this isn't going to be something that he's going to allow to go off the rails more than it has. You have a great line. Uh, supporters of the takeover, like Providence Mayor Jorge Alonso believe the answer is simple. Rip the Band-Aid off and break the contract. Dan McGowan, what's the point of taking over uh, the schools with the state if you're not going to rip up the contract? That you're, you, you, you nailed it. I mean, here's the thing. <clears throat> I talked to Mayor Lorza last week for a while, and the, this was sort of as I was making the private transition to becoming a columnist. And I was really impressed with him for his sort of very, <clears throat> I, I think, honest and candid kind of a view of this. And, and 
you and I have talked about Mayor Lorza a lot. One thing about him, people may not like him, they may not like his positions on things. The guy is who he is, and and, yeah. and he and he's pretty he's pretty much a straight talker on sort of where he come you know where he comes down on issues. And you know the, the thing I asked him, I just didn't make it into the column. It's kind of on the cutting room floor, but I said to him, Mayor, give me an example. Give me an example of something that. Uh, you know that that you were you really wanted that you just couldn't get done when you were in your own fight with the teachers, and he said to me, you know, the thing is, is it's not any one thing. He said, I he he told me that he that he remembers being in a room with his political advisors. This is during the 2018, you know, his re-election campaign, and then the city's lawyers were negotiating a contract, and he said, I told them I would risk every political piece of political capital that I have. He said, I will lose re-election if we can get something right. He said, so what What do we have to do? <clears throat> and his lawyers turned to him and said, you could scream from the rooftops. There is nothing you can do with this contract. Uh, you know, essentially, you're, you know, uh, uh, S out of luck kind of thing, right? And, uh, and, and so he... Uh, and, 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 you know, he, he kind of came to believe that there was no way uh, to really be able to get anything done if, you know, if you didn't have kind of a state intervention. And that's his take. He says, you've been doing this for more than 300 hours. You've spent more than a million dollars, taxpayer money, by the way, on, on outside attorneys, things like it's time to actually move the thing and go where this is inevitably going to go, which is to uh, to court in front of a judge. Now, folks, <clears throat> we're speaking with columnist of the Boston Globe, uh, Dan McGowan. Dan McGowan, also, um, Governor McKee, you know, it's interesting. I bumped into someone on Friday who's like a big political operative and, and, and said the same thing kind of we've been talking that on the sidelines you have Seth Magazine, a general treasurer, can raise a lot of money, brings a lot of money to the table. He's sitting there waiting. And this person said something interesting. He said, we're waiting to see if McKee's going to be Charlie Fogarty. Now, I knew Lieutenant Governor Fogarty. I had a great relationship with him, but he was seen as not the most aggressive guy. A lot of people felt he really could have won that 2006 race against um, Governor, uh, Governor Don uh, Kachiri. But here's the situation. When does Governor McKee, as you say, when does he jump into the game? He has a decision to make. He, he does. And, and I know behind the scenes he is having these conversations. I think what he's trying to do is, and you hear this, I wrote this in, in, in the column today, too, that, you know, he's kind of got this habit of, you've probably heard him say it a million times, he tells you, you know, how many days he's on the job and, and sort of, yeah. it, it, it's very you know, if, if we're being honest, that's kind of a nervous mechanism. It's a, it's it's a way to kind of say, hey, cut me some slack a little bit. And look, he he's got a point. He he becomes the governor during a pandemic. It's a really hard transition. I, I feel for him on all of those points. I know he's doing behind the scenes is trying to, um, you know, almost objectively analyze this. He's trying to take kind of his own motion or his own view out of this and say, all right, where do things stand? What he's going to quickly out though is that just like Mayor Lors learned, just like I mean, how many Deborah Gists, uh, Ken Wagner, just like the the past education have learned, it, this is you know it's not something you can all just sit down and and play nice and you know have and, no. and drink tea over, right? It's, <clears throat> this is hard and it's messy, and the whole point I think that's the most important thing to take away from the Providence takeover is that. There is a law in place that attorneys and state leaders believe gives the commissioner, uh, you know, essentially supreme power. You know, you're, you, you control the district. You can you, you can potentially break the contract, rip up the contract, change the contract. Um, but the problem is, is until you do that, it's just a different group of people in charge under the same exact system, which really kind of gets you nowhere. Folks, we're going to take a quick break. A lot more columnist of the Boston Globe, Dan McGowan, right here on the John DePietro Show. Well, it's a challenge to run your business these days. Maybe you need to find the right type of workers. Why not let MEGA professionals find them for you? Call MEGA professionals today, serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts, 508-336-7801. MEGA, M-E-G-A, professionals, 508-336-7801. Maybe if you need workers, maybe you have workers that won't come back to work. You need drivers, certified help, part-time, 
full-time, maybe weekend work. You need the professionals at MEGA Professionals. Let them find the workers for you. They screen them all out. They send them right over to you. Serving Rhode Island, Massachusetts, call them today, 508-336-7801. Maybe you need mechanics or skilled labor or warehouse workers, office workers, professionals, even those in the healthcare profession, MEGA professionals. Call them today, 508-336-7801. Again, 508-336-7801. You focus on your business. Let MEGA professionals help you find the workers. MEGA professionals, 508-336-7801. If you've been thinking about updating your website or if you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business, you could receive a free consultation from a local digital marketing professional. And she's been doing this work for 25 years. Contact Karen Etchells at InnoVest Digital Marketing. She will help you better position your brand on the web to engage visitors and get results. She's local and responsive. Give Karen a call for a free consultation at 401 401- 321-2799. That's 401-321-2799. Or find Karen on the web at www.innovast.com. Spring is here. Time to contact Bethel Certified Softwash. You can text Jared a free estimate at 401-617-2585. Bethel Certified Softwash. They have a great website. It's rhodeislandsoftwashing.com. Outside your home. Let's get rid of the grime and the stains, maybe some of that that green algae and moss and mildew that build up over the course of the winter. Call Bethel Certified Soft Wash today. Again, outside your restaurant or your home or a roof or a deck or a patio or a walkway, it's Bethel Certified Soft Wash. Remember, it's biodegradable. It's plant safe. Look for them on Facebook, Bethel, B-E-T-H-E-L. Their Facebook page, the before and after, are just tremendous. Contact them today for a free same-day text estimate, 401-617-2585, 401-617-2585. Again, remember, they have a great website. It's RhodeIslandSoftWashing.com, Bethel Certified Soft Wash and Power Wash. We're speaking with Dan McGowan, columnist of the Boston Globe. Dan, I want to stay with the Providence uh, school situation. Now, yesterday I was at uh, right up between the State House and Betts for the um, I did a live stream of the Republican uh, Party led by House Minority Leader Blake Flippy had kind of a small rally, but just to draw attention to the voting procedures. They want to put some <laughs> I can't believe some of the things they want to put in the law of voting permanent, uh, a permanent list of people where you would. You know, absentee ballot votes and and, uh, I I can't I've never heard of anything like it. But just staying with this, I thought I had heard that there was going to be a rally of the Providence teachers and they were going to march from the state house to the board of ed. I could have gotten that wrong, but I didn't I expected more of a commotion if it happened. I didn't. I haven't seen any coverage of it. Did you? Do you know anything? Yeah. About that? So, so they did plan, and they now they, they announced they sent a press release announcing they were going to do this big, um, you know, cover a, a rally that what idea was to, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, was to go from the state house to the Rhode right. Island Department of Education because last night was a uh, council and elementary and secondary education meeting. Now it was it was a virtual meeting, so you couldn't. You know, it's not like normal where you could interrupt a meeting or, you know, do that sort of thing. They did have a, a gathering, and I would say they had dozens, maybe maybe somewhere oh. in the hundred range of people. Wow. But it, but it, oh, okay. it wasn't huh. quite what you – I think, John, what you and I expect when you hear about a big rally among teachers, you usually hear a massive number – uh, you know, city hall that time they shut down. Exactly. Yeah. Or, or years yeah. ago, remember that when, when they were on the steps of city hall uh, for, for, for oh, Angel yeah. Tavera, I mean, really big, you know, thousands of people. This was not that. Yeah. And I can't tell if it was, you know, poorly organized, if it was just, you know, there isn't a ton of, I think there, I think there's a lot of um, kind of apathy towards this issue. I think a lot of teachers outside of Providence don't view this as their problem, um, which is different than normal. Normally, 
you know, you fight with one union, you're fighting with everybody, but it, it does feel like there's a little something different in this case. And, and other teachers, you still have the excuse of COVID Absolutely. and you don't want to be around a crowd. And so it kind of gives them an out. Jim McGowan, I am curious, though, does Governor McKee, do we know, does he have a rapport with Randy Weingarten where she's, you know, picking up the phone and talking? My assumption him? is the answer to that is no, at least not right now. I think okay. I'm sure that uh, she is aware that he has been, you know, a charter school supporter in the past. I'm sure, you know, the, the Mary Beth Calabro, the Providence Teachers Union president, does a good job of keeping Randy Weingarten in the loop. The difference, what, what, what will be interesting here is, uh, and you and I talked about this so much over the last year COVID, is Gina Raimondo cared about what Randy Weingarten thought, right? Yeah. She, she actually needed to consider both for her professional future and uh, mostly for her professional yep. future. She actually did care what Randy thought. I remember talking to Randy Weingarten after the governor uh, was named Commerce Secretary, and she said to me, yeah, you know, I actually really like Gina, and I think that she, calling her Gina and calling her, you know, almost talking as though they're buddies and that, Yes, we had the whole thing about pension reform, but, uh, you know, I think she's smart and she's a good choice. It was very kind of friendly and sort of, um, you know, they, they clearly had a good report. In this case, you know, I think Damaki does not intend to be the president someday, right? And, and he may not actually right. care all that much <clears throat> about what Randy Weingarten thinks, except in a Democratic primary for governor, you know, you'd rather have teachers at least neutralized, if not on your side, in order to win. Mm. Um, I, I just finally on this, where, where is the education commissioner on this? It sounds as if, you know, now they, they do have Justice Flaherty, but I think Mayor Lorza is right. Unless you break the contract and rip the Band-Aid off, you know, sometimes in a medical profession, the only option is surgery. No one wants surgery, but the only option to take care of the procedure is is surgery. It, it sounds as though Governor McKee is postponing the inevitable, which is the only way to get the changes they're talking about. Is yeah, somebody in, in someone close to the the commissioner said to me oh. this week that you know the the challenge with all this is isn't that it you know that they're not they're unwilling to wait or things like that. It's that you feel like you've done. More than five, you know, the takeover was more than 500 days ago, right? You, you, you feel wow. like you're, you're now catching a new administration up, and it is as this person said this. It is as though you, you know, they didn't see anything happen for the last 500 days, and so, you know, again, makes sense. Stan McKee wasn't involved in the Providence school takeover. The challenge with that is, is that every new person that comes in the room now has to be briefed and every person this is a logical thing if you or i were in charge we would also say well have the two sides talked you know what do they what do they agree right. on right things that that you would normally say you know the way you and i handle you know business contracts things like that um the challenge is, is that it's exhausting for people who have actually been doing this and i think both sides i think the teachers union feels that way too that having to catch up uh, the, the new administration is a challenge. The difference is, is that the teachers are perfectly happy with, uh, you know, making this go on longer and longer. They feel like they uh, they can win this argument in the long run, whether they're right or wrong. I think you, they're okay with that. Whereas, you know, if you're the commissioner, you're now, you know, you're now on the job two years. You're now, you know, kind of thinking about what your next steps are. And you want to say, I got something done here. And to date, all they've gotten yep. done is the actual takeover. Nothing else really has changed. Yeah, just two final thoughts on this. One is I, I always like to quote Mike Tyson. Yep. Everyone's got a plan until they get punched in the face. And the other one is, you know, that famous scene where Colin Powell goes to President Bush and says, you know, the pottery barn comes into effect here. You break it. You own yep. it. So with Governor McKee, tread lightly. If you decide to rip up that contract, get ready, because then, you know, this is going to be a war we like the likes that he that he's never encountered and the state hasn't seen. So a little bit of careful what you wish for. Dan McGowan, since you know Providence so well, how has the first week been in the reaction to Council President Sabina Matos being named now his nominee? I guess tomorrow they're going to vote on it. I can't imagine why it wouldn't pass, but in the in yeah, the, I mean the what's in, well, what's Governor. interesting is 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 I, I think she has gotten generally positive 
uh, reviews. I think that even folks who might not have are having a hard time, you know, coming up with with strong reasons to oppose her. I mean, I think at the end of the day, you go back and you know, it, it's real hard to make the argument. Um, even you and I would probably have a hard time making the argument that, oh, God, the lieutenant governor's office is so important that, you know, you're one step away from the governor's office, which is true. But traditionally, the way we've treated it is, you know, how much coverage does the race ever get unless there's something big happening? Um, and in this case, it's hard to, you know, really poke at Sabina Matos's record when, you know, again, she's going to have mostly a ceremonial job. She may take on a bigger role that if the governor asks her, but I think generally speaking, I think folks are, are, are okay. I think you're right. She's clearly going to be, um, become the, uh, going to be confirmed, you know, on the city side, it's interesting. Uh, you'll notice one of the last people to put out a statement, at least the last of the major public figures in Rhode Island to put out a statement, congratulating her was Jorge Lorza. Uh, they are not, right. they have not been close through the majority of the time that, uh, the mayor has been in office. She was in office for more than than he than he has been. Um, they haven't had a great working relationship. I think. Look, we, you and I have talked about this. I think last week and certainly over the years, the city council and Providence government can be very chaotic. It can be fairly dirty at times. And so, you know, I, I think the mayor has a view of that, that the city council is not really a kind of a playground he wants to be on, even if he has to. And so, there's no love loss there between. Alorza and Matos. Generally on the council, I think folks are uh, excited for a little bit of a change. Uh, they're going to get, at least in the interim, John Igliozzi, the longtime councilman, will become the council president. Um, and, you know, I think there's a lot of jockeying behind the scenes about you know, who's going to replace her and, you know, on her city council seat, and then who's going to, you know, try to get the votes. And then, look, if 21, you're already, you've already got a lot of people thinking about, okay, the next 18 months, you know, two years is going to be a wash. Let's start thinking about what 2023 is going to look like. Uh, and so you, you know, you have lots of people figure out who their teams are on the council and who could be the next council president. It's a lot of, a lot of that kind of stuff that's happened. And, and it's funny because guys like you and I would say, or, you know, we love this stuff. I, I, you know, talk about this stuff all day long. People generally roll their eyes at it. Uh, I think the public does, but it's real. I mean, there's very much a lot of kind of maneuvering happening behind the scenes because everybody's thinking about what they're going to do next. Folks, quick break, a lot more. Columnist for the Boston Globe, Dan McGowan, right here on the Jonathan Joe Show. While the pandemic rages on, you need to stay healthy. You need to take care of your health. You need to stop it and see Marie at It's My Health, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland, right across from Davenport Restaurant. Call Marie. I call her the Queen of Health, 401-305-3585. You've seen the her store. It's right in that old white church. It's my health because, folks, it's about your health. 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. Shop local. Stop it and see Marie. What do we have? Well, vitamins, herbal remedies, trusted companies, who understand quality, integrity, local products like the incredible acai berry. She also has honey, maple syrup. Marie at It's My Health, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland, right across from Davenport Restaurant, has over 250 bulk herbs, teas, and spices that can be purchased by the ounce, plus box herbs and teas. The service is the best plus hemp and CBD products, plus massage therapy, reflexology, Pilates. Folks, stop it and see her. It's my health because it's about your health and staying healthy and children's vitamins. 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. You can call her at 401-305-3585. Stop in and see Marie and It's My Health. 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland, right across from Davenport Restaurant, because remember, it's your health. Stop it and see Marie at It's My Health. If you've been thinking about updating your website or if you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business, you could receive a free consultation from a local digital marketing professional. And she's been doing this work for 25 years. Contact Karen Etchells at Innovast Digital Marketing. She will help you better position your brand on the web to engage visitors and get results. She's local and responsive. Give Karen a call for a free consultation at 401 
401-321-2799. That's 401-321-2799. Or find Karen on the web at www.innovast.com. It's spring and Lawn Doctor of Rhode Island is your lawn care company. Call them today for a free quote, 401 401- 392-1025. Check out their website, lawndoctor.com. Your best lawn ever, guaranteed. Call them now. Get that spring program. You have the fertilizer, then you guaranteed broadleaf crabgrass control. Your best lawn ever, guaranteed. Call Lawn Doctor today. Check out their website, lawndoctor.com, or call them 401-392-1025. We're speaking with Dan McGowan, columnist now, folks, for the Boston Globe. Dan, I want to stay with Governor McKee. Does his, do you get the sense, do his people know how much they're, you know, being scrutinized in the spotlight? Last week, someone who I, I've met in passing, don't know that well, wonder, got my number from someone, wanted to share that, number one, at that charter press conference that we went at, I, I quoted you, he was unaware that the two sides were not meeting in the same room. This person was even actually unaware I had been the one to ask the question number two they pointed out to me that he was pronouncing her name wrong that it's matos and he was saying it's 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 Lou, it, yeah, matos and he was saying uh, matos, matos it's, yeah, yeah it's matos and 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 also pointed out the fact that i know that one of the the pr people that he's hired is is out on maternity leave which which i did know that elena Saron, who came over from channel six but so kind of like starting off he's he's already down a person do you get the sense that do they realize just how much I they're don't being think they were prepared for this in any way? And, you know, I, there's a part of me that says, I don't know that anybody's ever really prepared to take over, uh, you know, for the big jobs, the governor, the mayor of province, things like that. The, the, the thing that's been very clear so far is, you know, the, it, it's a, it's a fast paced environment with, with the media, right? We, uh, you, call these press conferences what, what some of these guys never learn uh, or, or struggle to learn have to learn sort of on the fly is when john DePietro shows up at your press conference he's going to ask whatever he wants right they're, they're, this isn't about the right. you know what the the charter you know you're not going to ask about the charter school you're standing in front of if you know a bunch of the kind of the general assignment right. reporters are are there to cover what's you know what's happening and i i think they thought that you know that normal that, that you can kind of control this a little more think about it the reason why is that even when governor mckee has had uh, you know controversial issues in the past whether it was as cumberland mayor or you know remember uh, early on as lieutenant Go- the, the trip to taiwan, trip to taiwan. Right? or when he was when they were oh, fighting yeah. with the firefighters right yeah. there are singular issues that you know, a governor may not like the question, a lieutenant governor at the time may not like your questions, but at least he's briefed and he knows, you know, Ted Nisi is not asking about something else he did when they're, when they're, you know, going at it over Taiwan, right? I think that's the hard part, that they're doing multiple things. It's, it's, it's almost the equivalent to what's actually real, which is, you know, yes, governor in a pandemic, but yes, you have a Providence school crisis. Yes, you've got this climate bill. You've got lots of different things. And I, I just think they thought they'd be able to kind of control it more. And I know behind the scenes, and th- this may not be a nice thing to be doing, but folks who work for Governor Raimondo are saying, we told you so, right? I mean, the, she, she learned how to yeah. do that. And they didn't always love, they always tried to control their messages too. But that, that sort of inability to... Um, to essentially tell people what they should be covering, I think is a, I think it's very eye-opening at the very least for the governor. Yeah, and just two things on that. One, I mean, my approach, just so we could share with people, yes. but I always look, can you further a story? So the story was they were in separate rooms. My thought is, can we further it? And it and it was, which was he was unaware that they were even negotiating in separate rooms. The second thing is, you know, the, someone had also mentioned this to me. It's almost like a casual approach to it where you have to operate almost like in Twitter real time. You know, you and I know a story that starts right. in the morning can be different in the afternoon. If you're casual about it, you don't even realize how it's kind of evolved as the day went on. Seem to have a little bit of a, a casual approach. Speaking of that, the Globe has a story. Where do things stand now with this climate bill that Governor McKee had some reservations about, but it certainly seems like now 
he's going to well, it's sure, according to the reporting from it. my colleague Ed Fitzpatrick, it sure looks like he is going to sign it. I'll be honest, I thought, and this is, I'm not going to pretend to know the ins and outs of, of climate change, you know, legislation. I've obviously read all the coverage and stuff like that, but the, the, you know, political observer in me said, okay, like, of course, Dan McKee's going to sign this into law, you know, again, thinking about Democratic primary next year. All these concerns, and then from what, everything I'm reading from what he said yesterday was essentially, no, the attorney general has assured me that this is okay, and I intend to, you know, sign it into law. So he's going to have a little bit, I think, of, of kind of explaining to do to the business community, which, you know, that's the other kind of constituency here that when you're the governor of Rhode Island, you, you know, has a ton, has your ear all the time, uh, and when you're lieutenant governor, kind of never does, and so. I think Dan McKee is going to probably have to spend a lot of time kind of talking to the chambers of commerce and, you know, trying to, um, you know, make make some of the business owners who were who had legitimate concerns about this, um, you know, make them feel a little better because there were no dramatic changes uh, to the bill that he had some questions about last week and now uh, appears to be signing into law. Yeah, this was uh kind of thrown at him and uh, we'll see i i would imagine now folks also in the boston globe they have full coverage on dan mcgowan it would seem the vaccines are now uh pretty much like flying into rhode island yeah i mean you know it seems to be good news it's almost you know it's it's funny you and i were pretty hard for good reason on on governor Raimondo early on about sort of how bad things were looking and they their message was look you know we will be right in the you know in the in the long term now the thing is, is we what we don't know is surely they now can take a victory lap and surely Dan McKee can say, no, no, no. It took me to become the governor to make this happen. I think what is probably real is that all over the country, there is more vaccine available. And so people are starting to feel, be- you know, a little bit better about things. There's, you know, I've got my first shot. I've let, people are kind of, uh, you know, I, I think now getting some access 15 over is now the, the number. And I think, you know, by the end of the month, I, I believe, I believe that's right. That by the end of the month, where you're going to see uh, folks 18 and over uh, um, eligible, or maybe it's May, early May, but um yeah, I mean, I, I think things have relatively well. Uh, it, it's just a matter of, you know, still being able to kind of get that sign up. I'm still hearing from a lot of uh, of, of uh, readers, particularly older readers. <laughs> I hear that this is available, but I am struggling a little bit. When, and so I still definitely yes. hear that. Although, let, I mean, you know, it was the only thing anybody was thinking about a month ago. And now it feels kind of, it feels like things have gotten a little bit kind of naturally better. Folks, we're speaking with Dan McGowan, columnist now for the Boston Globe. Dan, just to pivot back to Providence for a moment, what, what is your uh, thought on that Igliosi becoming the head of the city council? I did hear that he, he mentioned that, uh, and it, I'm glad someone to say it. He, I think, said in an interview, Providence still hasn't recovered from, from the riot last June, because it is when I go down there. It's still very desolate. There's still places that never reopened. Uh, I'm also hearing Paolino now is not going to run for governor. He's comfortable that McKee kind of is his type of Democrat. But um, what, what can you yeah, tell I us mean, about Igliosi Igliosi is go- This is going to drive some people nuts <clears throat> and some people I think will, will be okay with it. Igliosi is going to provide, I think, a lot of continuity to, to government. He, he's not a earth-shattering progressive. In fact, uh, <laughs> funny fact. His private email address is something about JFK. He's, he views himself as a JFK uh, Democrat. Uh, you know, that's kind of kind of who Uh-oh. he is. He's, a, I would say, a moderate, you know, maybe a little conservative. Um, and so he's a guy who, one, you sh- we should all know, he's up for uh, – he- so uh, he will not be on the council after next year. He, he, he is gone. Uh, and so he's a guy who, you know, he, he tends to think, um, he tends to question a lot. I've been in the room with, uh, a lot on, you know, Mayor Lorza, and this was Mayor Tavares too, but Mayor Lorza's kind of, um, you know, spending on, on sort of the happy projects. We're going to reinvent downtown. We're going to do, you know, the, the Providence PVD Fest. It, you know, John Igliosi, as the finance committee chairman for, for a really long time now, has been somebody who, 
um, you know, to his credit, I think, asks some of the tough questions. Um, now, can he be a thorn in people's side? Is he very much a politician who knows how to play the game, knows how to get what he wants? Yes. I mean, he, he is a comes from a long line. His brother was on the city council. His dad was a very powerful Democrat for a long time in Providence. So John Igliozzi is, is kind of a very standard Providence politician, but he's a standard Providence politician at a time when the city is moving far to the left. Um, and, and that's where he may have, and even the yes. council is moving far to the left. I mean, he, uh, I wouldn't put him up there with, with, uh, with Nick Mattiello, but you know, you, you talk about firewalls. He, uh, in some degree, you know, they're kind of a little bit of a, a firewall against uh, some of the more progressive people on the council. So it'll be interesting to see how much will change in the next, you know, again, 18 months, 19 months. It is Matos. Did you hear also hear from people that yes. Governor McKee was pronouncing the name wrong? I heard from one person that thought that that was insulting, that, you know, she's a woman. She's obviously. Uh, Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, a lot of people, you, you heard you that know, as well. Made correct? this mistake. But when it's, yeah. the, when it's the governor who's announcing you and talking about how, who, by the way, they do have a good relationship. It's not like, you know, they met for the first time last week. But, right. you know, you, you, maybe you give a little yeah. pass. I'm sure she whispered to him at some point, hey, by the way, <laughs> it's Matos. <laughs> it's Matos. Yeah, you know, it's a minor thing, but your family and friends notice it. If I sometimes would appear, they say, you know, yeah. on television, joining us right now, Petro. <laughs> and then immediately my friends are like, yes, oh, they're saying your name wrong. Dan McGowan, one of the things that surprised me, and folks, in just a moment, I'm going to tell you and Dan Will how you can get Roadmap each morning. I'm very surprised to hear that you haven't read The Prince of Providence, only because it's really a book about the history of Rhode Island and specifically Providence. I should mixed be clear. In with the stuff what what I was trying to say was that I hadn't read it yeah. when I became a reporter. I've read Prince of Providence, yes, of course. Oh, um, okay. and and then saw the play, the, the the wonderful play as well. No, yeah, Mike Stanton, uh, uh, you know, has been a friend and a, and a mentor in many ways over the last. But when I was becoming a reporter, people told me, "All right, the things you have to." Do and probably, you know, I probably did this also like listening to your show at the time as a kid. But the things I was able to do were read Prince of Providence, find a way to meet Buddy Sancy, uh, you know, and start to learn the place. And, and yeah. those things all did happen. And, and uh, yeah, I, I was able to get a kind of a firm grasp on on Providence through that and then just through covering the city for the last decade. Dan McGowan, one other note before we tell people how they can get roadmap. Last summer, the defund the police people, they I went and did a live stream. They vandalized right. Councilman Igliosi's home in, in Silver Lake. I heard so much the rest of the summer. People don't recognize the Igliosi name in Silver Lake is like one of those names. People couldn't believe, like, who are these people that have the gall to vandalize an Igliosi home in Silver Lake. This it is, is a different and, type and, of Providence. John, the thing, about, the thing about it is, is that, you know, this is inside baseball. John represents, John Igliosi represents, the, like you said, the Silver Lake area. Silver Lake has, has changed dramatically, of course. Yeah. Um, the thing is, is, is oh, though, John Igliosi yeah. is, and this is to your point, he is wildly popular there. I mean, if, if Silver Lake, even the current Silver Lake, if, yeah. if they elected the, they might have left John Igliosi, the mayor of Providence. They like him that much. And that's why people right. were, even people who, who I think are, uh, you know, were, whether they were supporters of defunding or just supporters of kind of reforming the police, um, I think people were really upset. Uh, even, if it's, you know, Igliosi and Mayor Lorza do not see eye to eye. They do not like each other. I think even Mayor Lorza, you know, called him privately and said, anything you need, you know, I'm so sorry this has happened because people know, I mean, the, the Igliosi name yeah. is kind of, is gold there. And for good reason, those guys, that, that family has done yeah. a lot for that community. They're not, you know, it, it's not your typical, they bought up all the yep. property. It's a pretty, you know, middle-class family and they've kind of just done a lot of community work for a really long time there. Yeah, and as much as when people mention like a new reporter in from out of town pronounces pronounces it like Pawtucket, and you can tell they're from out of town. There was a, a local TV reporter, I won't say who, but just knew and said, oh. and Igliosi lives on Silver Lake. 
And you can tell they're in from out of town. Folks, he's now a columnist with the Boston Globe. He's Dan McGowan. How can people start? Yeah, and the good news is for people who are already, there's so many out there who listen to you, John, who are already Roadmap listeners or readers, uh, is we're going to continue Roadmap every day. So nothing's going to change about that. I'll still break news. Great. And the, the, the best part about it, like you said, it's completely free. Takes five minutes to read every morning in your inbox before 8 a.m. And here's how you get it. Just send me a blank email. Uh, don't have to write anything other than rinews at globe.com, rinews at globe.com, uh, and you'll start getting it first thing tomorrow morning. Folks, he's columnist now with the Boston Globe, Dan McGowan. Thanks Dan, so much, again, John. Talk I, to you next congratulations. week. Congratulations. This portion of the John DePietro Show, folks, is brought to you by Brothers Disposal. Call Brother Roland today, now offering weekly trash collection services. Brothers Disposal. Look for them on Facebook. They have those purple dumpsters, and the Facebook page stands out, purple and yellow. Brothers Disposal. Again, offering weekly trash collection services. Call for an estimate, 401-688-0517. 401-688-0517. Come on, brother. Call Brothers Disposal today. Put a purple dumpster in your driveway. Maybe you're doing some spring cleaning, or maybe you want to clean out that basement the garage, the attic, call Brothers Disposal today. Get a purple dumpster in your driveway, 401-688-0517. And remember, now offering weekly trash collection services. Call for an estimate. It's Brothers Disposal, 401-688-0517. Have you been thinking about updating your website? Do you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business? Would you like a free consultation from a local digital marketing professional? has been doing this work for 23 years? Contact Karen Etchels at Innovast Digital Marketing. Karen will help you better position your brand on the web to engage visitors and get results. She's local and responsive. Call Karen Etchels at 401-321-2799. That's 401-321-2799. Or find Karen on the web at www.innovast.com. Mega Logistics, they're there to help you. Give them a call today, 401-431-2300. MEGA, Mega Logistics. If you have freight, you need freight, goods, third-party brokers for your company, warehousing and transportation. How about custom freight, supply chain management, routing, bill auditing, customer developing, proven track record with Fortune 500 companies you can depend on. On MEGA, MEGA Logistics. Call them today, 401 431 2300. 401 431 2300. Does that sound like your company? Maybe you have freight or you need freight goods, third party brokerage, warehousing, transportation, custom freight. They have the experience. Call them today, MEGA Logistics, 401 431 2300. It's spring, and Lawn Doctor of Rhode Island is your lawn care company. Call them today for a free quote, 401-392-1025. Check out their website, lawndoctor.com. Your best lawn ever, guaranteed. Call them now. Get that spring program. You have the fertilizer, then you guaranteed broadleaf crabgrass control. Your best lawn ever guaranteed call lawn doctor today check out their website lawndoctor.com or call them 401-392-1025